You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Astronauts Podcast. My name is Daniel Harms, your host. You can find me on Twitter at InHarmsWay19. I got to tell you, um, before we get into the nitty-gritties, I just want to continue my weekly tradition because everyone, I would imagine, has been thinking about DeMar Hamlin, his family, T. Higgins, everyone that's been going through, that went through, that watched, that saw what happened on Monday Night Football. He's, if you don't know, he is awake. He's got the breathing tube down his throat still, but he is communicating through writing. And, you know, it's incredible that he's been able to get back after that cardiac arrest functioning, brain function. So just more continuing prayers for him, his family, and everyone that's going through that. Uh, Just incredible, crazy tragedy situation. But hopefully he continues what he's been doing and gets better. I would imagine most of your championship games are over, you know, considering what's going on. We'll see. Um, There's going to be a lot of different talks about what happens with the championships games with the Bills and the uh, Bengals game probably not being resolved. But that's why we have Kevin Coleman here with me today because he's way more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. You guys can find him on Twitter at Boys underscore 22. He works over at the Debbie Royale and football guys. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm enjoying almost off season. Do we get an off season? I don't think we get an no, off season. There's no such I, thing. There's, there's no, no such thing for us grinders of the tape and the draft guys and all that stuff. But no, I'm excited. I always like coming on here, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, this is a uh, unprecedented times with what's going on. The uh, the yeah. game basically being being canceled. You've got a lot of people. Some games, some championship games that are waiting for Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, Bill side, Josh Allen, stuff like that. So yeah. kind of unprecedented times. But I know most of you have got commissioners to handle that for you. Um, if you don't, you might want to consider finding a decent commissioner, you know, somewhere on Twitter. I know there's a few of them out there. But like you said, this is like draft season for us. Right now, the season's essentially over. We get to fully dive into draft content you know i do both offense and defense because that's you know my job uh but we stick firmly on the offense on this side (laughs) and i tell you keeping up with this stuff during the season is is difficult um this this year was my first year like actually diving into college tape while watching nfl tape i could not keep some of the guys straight this season we're doing actually right now i'm in a a mock college to canton or yeah yeah, College to Canton uh, draft with you and a bunch of other guys. And I, I lost track of one of the guys that I was going to draft, and I drafted the other Florida running back instead of the other ETN. So I'm just, like, having a hard time <laughs> keeping everyone straight. Uh, but I, I tell you what, this championship week outside of the Bills game, it felt a little different for me, at least. Like, this was – is it just me, or did it feel like the scoring was down outside of, like, the, what, six guys that absolutely bomb, blew up? Like there was like six guys that blew up and everyone was just like, eh, we'll just kind of yeah. keep it down. Like, is that weird to you? It was a weird week. Like there was a lot of upsets the week before in the semifinals. And then in this one, like, like I lost, I'm in a teacher uh, student league and I'm so mad about this. I lost, <laughs> I, I lost by five points, but I only scored 105 points. He only scored 109 and I had Jefferson and cousins and all these guys. Like if they would have just done like, just their bare minimum average, you know, you win. And uh, right. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think there was a lot of down games um, in terms of scoring wise. Um, I, a lot of weird matchups though. Like when you looked at the matchups throughout the week, you're like, man, these are tough matchups. Defense, mm-hmm. you know, defense really came to play. Um, injuries have been awful this season. And I oh, think yeah. a lot of us oh, have yeah. been patching our teams with just, you know, that stick them like, Hey, let's just yes. get through this baby. And <laughs> that shit pulled off because we don't have that anymore. And I think uh, we really struggled down the stretch this year. Yeah, I'll let you guys in on a little of my my championship experience. I had one this year. I was actually in six out of ten actual playoffs, and then you know my teams didn't show up. But the one championship that I made, I was like, okay, I, I got an actual shot. I traded for Devonte Smith before the matchup. Like I I felt good going in. The guy that I played had Patrick Mahomes, then Mike Evans, yeah, Devonte Adams, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Jamal Williams. I'm 
I don't know. I don't know what happened, how all of them lined up on his team to just explode, but I lost by over a hundred points and I'm just like, okay, well, fine. I appreciate the, the matchup, but again, like whatever I, I was a little, I would have been more mad. Like you said, if it was closer, like halfway through Sunday, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm completely yeah. out of this matchup. <laughs> so I was like, fine, dude, just happy. Happy, happy championship to you, and I'll, I'll take my second place prize. But let's move on to the real offseason for us as fantasy analysts. We get to talk this dynasty, okay? I know that a lot of you, really, dynasty over the last, what, maybe five years has really come to the forefront of the fantasy talk, fantasy matchups, and really fantasy drafts. So coming into the season, there were some people, some players that had a lot to prove to up their you know, their de- their dynasty stock. The one guy that we're going to probably talk about off the top is Jalen Hurts. This was a huge talking point last season. What are the Eagles doing? They're going to get a first-round pick for next year, so in case Hurts doesn't make that jump, they have some ammunition to go get a quarterback. So big movers at quarterback, how are you feeling about Jalen Hurts right now as one of the, I would imagine, biggest movers up? this season in terms of dynasty quarterback rankings. Yeah. I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta look at it. And I, and I, and the way I look at it the last few weeks is Gardner has been in there and they, mm-hmm. the team has fallen. I don't want to say falling apart, but look consecutive losses. And, and I think it actually improved Hertz's value because people kept saying he's a system quarterback. And now you're like, well, no, I mean, they need him on that roster. And I think that insulates his value too. Um, and just how bad the quarterback play out there is going to insulate his value as well. Like, you know, yeah. Daniel Jones is going to get an extension. Let me say that again. Daniel Jones is going to get an extension. Yes. And, uh, yes. and he is. He's going to get that, what? I think it said like three year over 100 million or something, depending on where it's at. Like, you know, when he's got that money, then you're looking at Jalen Hurts and you're like, well, if he gets an extension, yeah, Jalen right. Hurts value's got to be through there. So, no, I, I think when you're looking at that, uh, you you got to look at I mean QB five overall he's been injured obviously um, but overall you know he only threw for three hundred plus yards four times this year but it's his rushing upside yep. like oh, that that's the that's the kicker and when you're looking at his rushing upside that's what you got to look for I mean thirteen touchdowns seven hundred yards on the ground but he also kind of did through the air twenty two touchdowns there like you you have to understand that he's a top he's probably top four dynasty quarterback at this yeah. point and and I wouldn't hate you taking him at three. No, I, I think that that makes perfect sense, especially in the way that we're seeing fantasy line up. Like Joe Burrow right now is the four. Uh, if you're looking at you know fantasy pros dynasty rankings, yeah. uh, he's number four behind Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts has jumped up to the three spot. And the kicker, like you said, with the the rushing, it's not even just the rushing. The Eagles run more QB sneaks than any team in the NFL, especially on the one yard line. It's not going to the running back; it's a quarterback sneak. The offensive line is built to do quarterback sneak. So we're not even talking about just the 700 yards rushing to the touchdowns. He's going to get every single week from those, those QB yeah. sneaks is absolutely detrimental. So I, I know that uh, this, this off season, I had a lot of Jalen hurts. I got a lot. I did it last season too, just betting and hoping, you know, if he doesn't have that great of a year, you know, he's probably going to go somewhere else and you, you're stuck with that, but you can sell high a little bit at times. Maybe he has a week that he blows up. You sell him high, but right now, we're talking about he's going to get an extension. Like you said, like I'm very excited about him with Devontae Smith, who, by the way, is awesome. <laughs> uh, A.J. Brown, they're probably going to draft a running back. I don't really know what's going on with Miles yeah. Sanders. I would imagine they're going to get a new running back this offseason in the draft to continue their destroying of whoever's in the backfield. It doesn't really matter because Jalen Hurts is going to get those touchdowns, but uh, anybody at running back that you you've seen this past this past year that's really coming up a little bit, or we can keep on quarterback a little bit. Whatever you want to do, kind of go quarterback, running back, like maybe from do just do one more quarterback. I guess it was screw. Let's we'll go a couple more quarterbacks. Let's can we about... can do a negative quarterback? Can we do mm-hmm. a ne- Russell Wilson? Couple of them, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do with Russell Wilson. Like, you know, coming into the year and anybody that says they were off on Russell Wilson, you guys are full of crap because everything They're was lying. kind of set up in that offense. They're lying. Like he was, he what QB seven through nine in terms of ADP. So you were okay with that. Like he was a perfect kind of late yeah. round guy in redraft and yep. dynasty. People are loving it because of the production that you're probably going to see from him. And then he comes out and just his weekly finishes. Like he only had, as I was looking at, he had two, basically two top 12 weekly finishes. 
that's really where you're at. And then that that's bad. And when you just production wise, that offense does not look good. They just mm-hmm. fire their coach. So obviously it's coming in there. Um, Javante going down was big, but again, oh, yeah. kind of from that first week, you're like, Oh, Something, like, something's wrong. Something's wrong in his offense. And I think, you know, I did see someone talking about like that. He needs to use his legs more. You know, this season they try to make him just a pocket guy and they realize like he can't do that. Yeah. But at 34, is he going to be able to do that? Like he's down in terms of your rankings. I mean, it's hard to draft Russell. Like, you know, when you're looking at just who's around that board and like just the dynasty rankings and everybody has like, I, you, who do you have more faith in Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? Pro, it's a scary like that shouldn't be an argument but no, it, is. It, it, is. it is an argument and like i i think i would lean Derek carr probably mm-hmm. because of age ish and you know he's gonna probably have two or three years where russell they're probably gonna get out of that deal next year so i i think he was the big one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy this season yeah if you're looking at just i'll do a little quick uh, this or you know him or somebody else would you rather have let's assume for example jared goff stays in detroit would you rather have russell wilson or jared goff next year Jared Goff. Take Easily. Jared Goff. And I cannot believe I said that. I hate right? Jared Goff. I, I am not Nick script. You know, Nick, like we always yeah. joke about this because he was big on Jared Goff a couple years ago. I used to always make fun of him. But now when he got traded over there, like Jared Goff is is a better dynasty quarterback than Russell Wilson. It's disgusting. I, I can't yes. can't believe that. And not even just that. The Lions are going to be better next year. They're going to be they better are. next year. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Talking about Lions football being good, like the offense being good, is something you know I've never really witnessed. We know Matthew Stafford was there and Calvin Johnson, but when you think about the offense, it wasn't good. Like those two were everything, and Matthew Stafford did elevate them, but you never saw them as like this juggernaut of an offense. But Ben Johnson and, and what they're doing over there on offense is is incredible. So I'm really kind of hopeful that Jared Goff stays there. They don't draft a quarterback this year because I do think that they can win uh, with Jared Goff. Again, that's just things that I never thought that I would say out loud. And here we are. But there's a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a couple of guys that, that intrigue me in terms of quarterback dynasty rankings. And like we're going up to the top a little bit here. The big risers from this past season that weren't, you know, Jalen Hurts. The two guys on top of my head. The two second-year players that had a ton of ton to prove. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence finally has an adult in the room, and he is amazing. He makes throws every single week that you're just like, how is a 6-6 quarterback, 6-6, making these throws off-platform, on the move, rotating his hips literally running out to his right rotating his hips back to the left and then throwing it across his body things you shouldn't be able to do like these guys him and trevor lawrence i know people are down on trevor lawrence really it's really not so much down it's a very big fight right now on twitter he's not improving as a passer he's only a rushing quarterback these are both things are not true at the same time justin fields is a very good quarterback in my opinion like this this season alone showed me a lot in the throwing of the football down the field now he took, I think, the the most sacks in the NFL this year. Again, I think that was second second year in a row. But I want you to understand that Justin Fields has zero time to throw. The offensive line's garbage. And the offensive weapons around him don't get open. Darnell Mooney is gone. They brought in Chase Claypool. Like, nobody gets open. So Justin Fields has to do everything. He has to go through his reads, make sure that he's not getting bulldozed by an offensive line being pushed into his lap at yeah. the same time. So... There's a little, you got to take this with a little bit of salt, but I think that Justin Fields, right now, he's currently ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I think I would switch them because I trust Doug Peterson's situation in that offense a little bit more, but I, I can't really argue with them being risers this offseason. How do you feel, or excuse me, this season? How do you feel about these guys going forward? Yeah, I thought, well, I think Trevor Lawrence took a really good step at, mm-hmm. at his progressions because I thought he struggled again at the beginning of the year this year, but he kind of fell sure. into that For offense. Sure. And I think your your point to the court, you know, their coach is is you know, I think that's the that's the area like for you. Like if you if you feel like Fields is going to be that guy with his legs, and you're willing to take a little bit of risk, kind of like Hertz was last year. Yeah, I understand yeah, that. For Lawrence sure. is a very safe top eight, top nine quarterback in dynasty. But I don't see like, and I'm with you on the Fields thing. Like I don't understand it. If you would have told us going into this year, like record be, be damned. But if you just said, hey, here are his stats. He finishes a top seven fantasy quarterback. Everybody be to the moon based on what happened. Absolutely. Like, like, and so I think it's just the narrative of them not winning. Listen, at the end of that year, Fields was get he he was getting his ass kicked out there. His line <laughs> yeah. is awful. 
his line is not good. He was getting pushed back, and he was willing that team in games. And I think that's a positive when you're looking for Like, I think the mm-hmm. Hurts comparison is a good one for dynasty value wise. Yeah. Like, hey, but he's already ahead. You're ahead. He's just not winning yet. Like, you're mm-hmm. looking at Fields. So, like, when I'm looking at that, like, I got I got Fields at the 111 in a mock draft recently in Superflex. Dude, I'll take that all day oh, based yeah. on the, the quarterbacks going after that. Like, um, so yeah, I think him and Lawrence are right there on that tier. Like, you're just teetering there. Um, and 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 I and I like both of them going forward. Like, I, I think they're safer assets. Like, and again, you're looking at the quarterback landscape and just projecting. So we do the college stuff and we're seeing it. Like, yeah, we got two yeah. probably top 12 guys come in and then whatever you think of Levis and Richardson who are there, then the following year you have Caleb and Drake and then, you know, maybe JJ, I don't know. We're Michigan guys. We'll I don't know see. if he's there yet. I don't, I don't know if he's there yet. So like you're, you're Lawrence and fields are going to be around guys. Like mm-hmm. if dudes like Dalton and these guys are starting anyway, like I, I don't see how their talent hasn't outweighed, like they're going to be in the league. And so that, that's just going to increase their value. There's certain guys like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and I don't know like where their value is going to be, but Lawrence and fields are, Okay, built in. I, I'm I'm comfortable to have him on my roster. Yeah, I'm not touching just uh, Zach Wilson with any kind of anything. No. I don't. I won't draft him as a backup. I won't draft draft him anywhere. I won't do any of that. Uh, but I have a little more confidence in Mac Jones. I don't think he's ever going to be a QB one. But I, I think a competent coaching staff can get that out of him because I tell you what, he was actually an efficiently good quarterback last year in terms of numbers and, and getting the ball where it needed to go. This year. Look at who's in charge, Matt yeah. Patricia. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's not going to be the same uh, guy in charge next year as he is now. But again, Bill Belichick doesn't know anything about offense, so what do I know? Um, let's go ahead and talk about some running backs. Guys were really high on DeAndre Swift coming into the season, obviously. I mean, we loved him, Travis Etienne. Um, there has been a quite a bit of shift in the running back situation for Dynasty in this very season i'm extremely interested interested to see who you want to talk about as some of your big movers from this season well i'm going to stay at home and go tony pollard so i i think when you're looking at what he's Mm -hmm. been able to do he averaged 17 touches 82 yards he's one of the most efficient backs in the in in fantasy football this year and in the nfl he ranked seventh in fantasy points per opportunity third in routes yeah. Um, per route run 16 yards per touch like he was a smash play in that offense and i think the thing that like so from dynasty perspective you're happy like from a ppr Absolutely. perspective he did well but next year is like okay he doesn't have that contract he's a free agent will dallas bring him back and as a dallas fan i don't know if they're going to spend money on another running back i think they went down that road again so i do think that you're a little worried about that but i think he's done enough to where he's a solid running back too in dynasty and he's definitely vaulted up the boards and like i think i i looked at my rankings before we did i i I think i have a running back 17 or 18 so if i have him around that area you know what he started started as like he started as a low-end running back three probably season so he had a pretty good year yeah i loved what he did this year i think that he was really asked to be a specific role before and obviously with some injury to zeke this year he got to show look I'm not just a one-trick pony, guys. Like I can can actually do this. And what I was more impressed with him is showing some improved running between the tackles. Because again, he's a really good outside zone, get the ball to the outside, receiving back, and, and get to the edge and really force linebackers to have to respect that speed. I think he used that a little bit this year in terms of taking some angles toward the outside and then finding those cutback lanes up the middle or actually just exploding through the hole and taking what he could. That was where he needed to prove that he could do it. Do I know that he can consistently do that? No, I don't know. Is he going to go somewhere else and be different? Possibly. Dallas does a pretty good job of scheming their run game and their offensive line typically is pretty good, especially between the tackles. They've had injuries there um, pretty much you know, for the last two years, and they've still found ways to work it out. So Tony Pollard is a very hot commodity right now. I'm very interested to see his landing spot because, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about him going to Kansas City. After they draft a running back in first round, they're not going to spend money on free agency on a running back. That's probably not going to happen. So you guys can let that pipe dream die because I, I would love it. Don't get me wrong, I'd love it. But they got other money they got to spend this offseason. So I'm very Jamal Gibbs in Kansas City. Uh, That's what I want. Man, if they if if I believed that they would take a running back in the second round this season, I would love it for to be Jamar Gibbs. 
but yeah. it's not going to be. And they're not he's the perfect him. fit, man. Like when you're just watched everything he does, oh, you're I just know. like, damn it. I wish, you know, I wish they would have drafted. I, that would be to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's where it is. But uh, you know what? Tony would not be a bad no. consolation prize in that offense. Cause I he think wouldn't. he's, He's instantly the starter on that team. About all those absolutely, guys. I know people are are up in arms about Isaiah Pacheco. No, I'm telling you right now, he's not the guy. <laughs> he's, he's not not even. the guy. Okay, no. if if Jarek McKinnon's not there, this is a whole different story. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. If Jarek McKinnon wasn't in Kansas City, they'd be hurting. They'd be hurting pretty bad. Yes, but and that's you know someone who for a seventh round pick, you know. No, Pacheco's done a good job. Like, what, yes. you can't really argue with that. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Ramondre Stevenson. You know, he's plus like 19 from where he started the season. A lot of people obviously worried about the timeshare between him and Damian Harris, but uh, he basically stole that job this this year. Obviously, Harris had some injuries, and then Stevenson took over. He's always been that receiving back, but this year he really started to show like I'm a big back, but I got that speed. Like, and that's the one thing. He's like 230 pounds. Yeah, 230 pounds, and he runs like he's maybe 195. He is one of, in terms of speed to weight ratios, he is one of those unique types of players. And this year, I, I mean, he's probably been dealing with injury for about a month or so in, in New England. Also, the offense has been awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just to say the least, it's been awful. And he's been a consistent, for the most part, a very consistent player. Uh, how do you feel about Ramondre Stevenson in that offense going forward with the uncertainty that's going to be not just at quarterback, offensive coordinator? I don't know what's going on, but how do you feel about it? So I got a hot take. I think he's a sell. All right. Like I, I think he's going to be one of my cells this year, just based on like going through some of the trades that I saw him go for. He, him and Godwin went for three first in a league that yeah. I saw. Like if I can get three first for those two, I can love Godwin too. But I mean, I, I just feel like if you can get a first and an asset, I would not trade Stevenson straight up for a first, even in this no. class. Like I, I think that Stevenson's shown that he could be a workhorse and mm -hmm. you're not going to find a lot of that. But if you can get an asset plus for, for him, like a first, and then maybe like a Tony Pollard, or you go out there and maybe get like something like that. Like someone offered me, uh, you know, for, I, I believe it was Marquise Brown, George Pickens, and a, and a third for, for him, Ramondre. And I'm like, you know, when you're looking at the assets of it, I'll, I'll take that. Like in terms of like where yeah, my assets sure. are, like, I feel like Ramondre is a great sell for a wide receiver. Like if you can go get kind of one of those rookie okay, wide receivers yeah. or something like that, like go out there and get it. Um, but then on this, on the flip end too, with Ramondre, like I do think Pierre strong plays a role in that offense as like a pass catcher. If they don't decide to get anybody else, I think Harris is definitely moving on, but yep. if they don't decide to bring anybody in there, but I think the usage is going to be there, but he's a guy that's a borderline, like, yeah, he's a top 12 guy, probably early, you know, 12, 13 around that area. And he had a hell of a season. He has the usage, but the injury, it, it, not a huge production in college either. Like when you look at his profile, like mm -hmm. you, you see that, like, I think this is his ceiling. So this is where I would, he would be a big sell for me heading into this off season. I understand that too, especially over the last like month and a half of the season, you could really see drops start to key in on that offense for him specifically he had a few like ridiculous drops so the point about pierre strong maybe being a pass catching back in this offense especially if harris moves on that that makes me really worried about what could possibly happen so like you're talking i'm just like yeah if i got ramondre this might be an opportunity to sell high i definitely uh, i'm with you there let's move on to our wide receivers this is probably going to be one of the more uh, this is the highest populated position yeah. uh, of elite fantasy producers that I think we've ever seen in terms of, especially at wide receiver, there are just guys everywhere. Obviously Justin Jefferson is going to be on top of most of everybody's list. I don't really are one. I don't really have an argument if it's him or chase. Honestly, you do one or the other. I don't care. Like whatever. I think that the touchdown upside is much better with Chase, but Je Jefferson's about to like break the yardage record. Yeah. So <laughs> whatever. I mean, you miss me with that argument. You can do whatever you want to, but after that, I mean, I still am not sold on CD Lamb as a like a top three dynasty wide receiver. What do you think? Oh, you went after my CD. Yeah, I, I, I think he's. I think he's an alpha. So like, I think we figured out. Hey. Seventh in target share, six in target yeah. per route run. Like he looks very good there. You see his deep targets, his reds and targets, seventeenth. Like you, you notice that. Like yeah, and you see like hey, logged hundred yards receiving it. I do think though, 
that Dallas is going to get a receiving help in the draft. Like they're going to go after mm-hmm. a receiver. I mean, they're flirting with freaking OBJ and then they went after T.Y. Hill. Like they need a receiver. They missed on Tolbert. Like these are things that they're going to have to figure out. I don't know, I know. That they missed. I don't know that they missed. I just <laughs> don't think that they're very good at evaluating wide receivers. I don't Fair. like Michael Gallup. They started James Washington, who just got released. T.Y. Hilton is a shell of himself. I don't care what anybody says. They, yeah. It's just because he adds speed to their offense that they don't have. Um, I mean, I refuse to to give in on the Tolbert, but we'll see. Because I still <laughs> will. I don't, I don't give up on players that easy, but uh, I, I'm with you. I'll let you and I like Tolbert. <laughs> like, I, I, I like Tolbert coming out. I was like, yeah, man, hey, th- hey dra- you know, draft capital was there. He's going to have, like, opportunity. And he just never got on the field. Um but, you know, with Lamb, I think he's a – like, so, again, everybody should – I know this. I'm a big Lamb guy. But I think he's a little overvalued in Dynasty. Like, yeah. a lot of people have him as their wide receiver three. Okay. That's okay. Like, there's a tier there, though. So, you got, like, yeah. A.J. Brown, Waddle, Diggs, you know, how high do you have Amon Ra? Where do you have Garrett Wilson and T? Like, there's some guys in there. But, like, again, you're looking at the mindset and their overall finishes. Like, sometimes – and I, I was always the CD over T. Higgins. But if T's going to go in the later rounds yeah. in terms of, like, where their value's at, like, I don't mind maybe missing on that. I think CD should be, like, Dynasty 6. So, if you're yeah, around okay. in that area, like, that's fine. I think 3 is a little too high. Yeah, I, I, I can work with that, Okay. Three again, like we're saying, like I'm seeing right now, it's too high for me. Specifically, um, I'm not. I just, I like CD a lot. Like I, I think he's an absolutely fantastic playmaker. I, I think he's more of a one B, like AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. I think that if he had a big okay. dude to help him out, you know, like Amari Cooper, like the kind of route runner that he is. I think he'd be a little bit better. But again, that's just kind of splitting hairs. I, I would prefer CD with a complimentary receiver on that team. But I mean, you're not just going to be able to go out and get those kind of guys all the time. Tyree Kill is 28 years old. The concentration of targets that he's seeing in Miami is going to continue. They have two guys, him and Jalen Waddell, pretty much how the offense is going to flow. At 28 years old, right now I see him at wide receiver eight in dynasty do you think that that's too high and at that point are you selling him yeah yeah i think i think it's time to sell tyreek like and i think there's some question marks about to his health and so when you're looking at that yeah, offense yeah. he's with waddle and as and i feel like waddle's gonna step up and get that target share start earning those targets as well and then offense i think they are gonna bring some other guys in too i think they're gonna have to adjust that if mcdaniels comes back there's been some rumors that mcdaniels <laughs> is gonna get fired which i i don't understand like at, at a certain point like you know, like, what are we doing here? But no, I did. I I think this is that preem. Like, if you're gonna sell for like the the top, like, if you're looking for okay, how do I get rid of these guys and how do I not get them stuck on my roster? I think Tyreek's got to be that sell. Like, you're really borderline because I don't know if he's gonna yeah. get that top eight guy value right now. You probably will. I'm gonna pull up some recent deals for him. But no, I mean, I think he's out there. Like, a lot of people were trading him for Cooper Cup in leagues. Yeah. And then they were getting assets back, which I thought was smart as they were going for a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, you you probably need to get the, that value quick because this wide receiver, like you mentioned before when we started talking about it, there's so many wide receivers that are so good. Like yeah. Drake's coming, Drake London, Alave's coming. Um, you're looking at just, you know, Wilson is around there. Devonta Smith has looked very good in that offense and a high-powered offense. So, like, I think Tyreek, next year we're talking about him. He, dynasty-wise, he's probably 16 or 17. So you're going to lose about 10 picks, you know, in terms of value. Mm-hmm. So this is probably the time to get rid of him. Yeah, I'm fully with you there. I'm going to do a little quick hitter here. Would you rather have DJ Moore next year or, or excuse me, DJ Moore for the next three years or Terry McLaurin? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I'm not even a DJ Moore truther, uh, but I would rather I would rather have DJ Moore, I think, for three years because I really like Jahan. So I think Jahan really steps into that McLaurin and kind of that target share where Moore, he's by himself. There's no one out there. You're not wrong, but I actually liked Terrace Marshall. I and mean, Terrace Marshall's played well over the last month of the season. He burned me though, Daniel. He burned <laughs> know, my ass. I know. I understand. He burned everybody. But I think we've understand. We go look back to last year. They didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They had no idea. I think that we're seeing a little bit at least more understanding of how to use Terrace Marshall in that offense. Um, I actually I love Jahan Dotson too. I just need to see what quarterback's going to be where. If Sam Darnold's the quarterback next year in Carolina, 
I just can't, I can't do that. And I know that he's had some, some nice throws the last month that he's played. I've seen Sam Darnold be a QB, like one for a month and then just disappear off the face of the earth. Um, I know Washington's going to be getting a new quarterback. They can't, they can't do this with Sam Howell and Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. They got to get one. They got to get rid of all of them. Everyone's got to go. I mean, Sam Howell can be a backup, whatever. They just needed a brand new quarterback. I, I, I side with you. I think in terms of more over McLaurin, I'm just not thinking there's a five receiver gap between the two. Like I see him right now. Like I would, I don't don't hate Sam Darnold. I don't hate Sam Darnold. I don't hate him either. I like the, I like Sam Darnold, the talent. I don't like Sam Darnold, the quarterback. That's fine. He's a talent. I think that, yeah, no, but again, but who's the commander's quarterback? And that's, that's my biggest thing is like, even if you tell me next year is Taylor Heineke, I will take Terry McLaurin. Okay. That's and fair. that's and and I don't like saying that. <laughs> I don't like saying it. Um, yeah. But that's the bit that's the been the biggest thing for me. So I just wanted to have a little. There's know, such side. a quarterback problem. That's the it's problem. A huge quarterback problem because it's so it, bad. It, 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 it goes throughout the roster because you're looking at this. You're like, okay, how do I rank this guy? Well, who's throwing him the damn passes? And, and then you're looking at like, well, frick, Jared Goff's throwing the passes. I'm gonna give him a bump, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Right? Like that's yeah, right. where that's where you get into like where where this value is at. That's the crazy part about all of it. Yeah, we just uh, I just actually saw the tweet that the week 17 game versus Buffalo and Cincinnati will not be played. It has officially been canceled as of right now. Um, that is live as we are <clears throat> saying it. So let's move on to tight end <laughs> because why don't we marry some awful situation with more awful situations? Awful, yeah, because the tight end landscape is the worst it's ever been, in my personal opinion. Um, and I haven't been doing this very long, so I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there that are doing this much longer than I have. But this is disgusting. Basically, over the last couple of years, if you haven't had Travis Kelsey, you've been fighting to figure out someone week to week. Maybe you got a little bit of Kittle, you got a little bit of Andrews. But by and large, this tight end landscape is, is a desert. And I don't know, is Mark Andrews going to be relevant next year? I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to stay there. Tell me yeah. Tyler Huntley's going to be the quarterback in, in Baltimore. No, thanks. Um, Hawkinson's got some move a little bit, but talk to me about some big movers and just make me feel better. How about this? Make me feel better about the tight end landscape right now, please. So I know this isn't like a, like a college football one, but there's talent coming in this tight end class. Yes. I don't know how you feel about the 20. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the 23 class coming in. Like there's a lot of athletic dudes coming. Um, Mayor's not athletic, but when you're looking at Musgrave, yeah. Kincaid, like <laughs> all these guys that are coming, like, and I do think they're going to infuse some talent here, but if I had to pick some guys that I think on the outside that like excite me for next year, David Njoku with Watson and whatever you want to think of Watson, like okay. you, you saw that with Watson under center, he had a 21% target share. He had almost six targets per game. And on this team, and I always look at this with tight ends for fantasy purposes, is he the wide receiver too? Like Kelsey, like yeah. he's the wide receiver mm-hmm. one. Like, okay, okay, well, what can Njoku be? With Cooper there, he's the wide receiver one, but Njoku can be the wide receiver too. Yeah. So you're looking at target share. He had a very good catch rate and he finished the year. Again, injuries are always with him. Like he's got to stay healthy, but he did have some finishes where you're like, you got a little excited. You had the touchdown and everything that. Then he got a little banged up at the end. So I think Njoku's there. And I think we have to shout out Evan Ingram. Like I think yes. we do. I think yes, we do time i mean with lawrence there and in doug peterson's offense the tight ends are elite like a 27 percent target share 18 percent end zone target share like he was absolutely fantastic and he'll fit in right in that offense again if he resigns so that's Mm -hmm. the caveat he's got to come back but you really saw him blossom with lawrence down the stretch and if you're looking for any of those later on tight ends i think evan ingram's really coming to his own he's only 28 like in this position like he could be a top 12 guy And he looked younger. He looked like he was 25 in this offense. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. that much. D- Doug Peterson schemed him up beautifully. Perfectly. But again, I think that they are at a talent loss at wide receiver. You, He was building an offense around Christian Kirk. Okay. They need to get more receivers in there. I think that will impact him a little bit. But there's a connection with Trevor Lawrence. So I'm, I'm all about that. I think he's probably a little higher than 13 for me, probably in the top 10 in terms of quarterback marriage with the offensive coordinator and and head coach. I I would, I would much rather have him than Dalton Schultz than Darren Waller. I I, I can't 
even Cole Komet. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. All those Cole guys Komet's are fine. All those dudes are floor guys, like Hunter Henry, right? Like when we're thinking of those yeah. guys. Like, then I don't want floor dudes in my tight end position. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a shot at like one of those ceiling plays and just kind of plug, like, um, if you're going to go that low. But when you just, yeah, if you just look at the tight end class, man, it's, it's rough. Like, it's, let's, let's keep it real. Like, we're, we're mm-hmm. at, even going, I think Trey McBride could be an interesting mover. Um, in Arizona, yeah. like, yep, I love I McBride coming out of college. Like, I think that he kind of fell into that offense. I know they re-sign Ertz, though, so you're going to have that kind of there. What's that offense going to look like? I swear to God, if Cliff (laughs) Kingsbury is not gone next year, I'm going to lose my mind because they really need a new, like, a reset. Then you got Murray, who might not be back. So I think there's there's so many question marks there. Jelani Woods from Indianapolis, that could be an interesting get. They're going to get a new coaching staff, though, and I just the size concerns me a little bit. He might be too big, and that's where I'm at with him in terms of offense and athleticism too. Like Daniel Bellinger, though, is another one. I think those guys are all kind of guys to look at. I'm I'm a Bellinger guy myself. I'm also a huge Greg Dulcich fan. I lo- okay. I don't even care yeah. that Russell Wilson's the quarterback because he was getting targets and he yes. was producing. And I'm a pretty I was he was he was like my my tight end three coming out last year but i got looked at the situation i'm like they don't like alberto and then i was right about that i was right he didn't play and all he almost dropped the touchdown a wide open touchdown against kansas city uh last week so they they don't want him there um and greg dolch is just gonna be the guy so um there are some young guys that i really do like i wished isaiah like would have gone somewhere else uh, because Mark Andrews is just gonna kill his value. I was right about him too. He looks really good, but you know, he was my first receiver. hit. You know what? Yeah. He was my first like three when I first started in the space. I said I like this kid. He gained he gained like sixty pounds to play tight end yeah. at Coastal Carolina, and I was like, and I wrote this little piece on him because I, I I put it out there. I was like, I love this kid, and then he went to Baltimore. I'm like. Damn it. Like, why do you have to go and ruin my fantasy dreams? Because could you imagine him on these rosters that Ugh. need to tie in? Like, it would be fantastic. I hated his landing spot. That was my least favorite landing spot from last year. And they drafted another tight end, too. Yeah. Like, this. what are you guys doing? Draft receivers. Yeah. You need receivers. <laughs> and then you don't want to play the tight end who moves like a receiver at receiver. I don't understand. He moves, by the way. I know everyone talks about his 40 time. I say, like, he moves so much faster than that in the field. Just go watch him play. It was ridiculous. So, you know, we've gotten a little condescending now and we moved on from dynasty <laughs> a little bit but uh this is like we talked about draft season we you and i are going to continuously dive deeply into this draft class over the next few months i'm very hopeful to get to the senior bowl this year i'm still waiting on my credential confirmation and if i get it i will be driving to mobile alabama at the end of the month there are some real interesting prospects landing spots possibilities the number one guy that i want to talk about right now is anthony richardson i think depending on where he goes he can rival what bryce young and cj stroud are going to do in terms of fantasy maybe this year or indefinitely going forward how do you feel about anthony richardson i so i was i'm a huge anthony richardson guy from like three years ago and Christian uh, Williams, who I do a podcast with, like he was always the hater, always said, I don't know what you're seeing this kid and all that stuff. And then like, I, I just, we see tools, right? So like when exactly. you're looking at Anthony Richardson and, and I swear to God, Daniel, if I see one more comp to Malik Willis, please don't, I'm going to lose my mind. Like Malik is not on the same stratosphere no. of Richardson as a prospect. No. Like we're not t- like, Malik had to transfer to Liberty because he couldn't start at Auburn. Like there was things that black Malik that he couldn't do physically and vertically and all those things. Richardson is like, and I always use this analogy. Richardson is that player that in baseball is running to first base, has terrible form, but he gets there at the same time as someone that has perfect form. If you could just teach Richardson <laughs> the perfect form, he's getting there 10 steps faster because that's just, he he's just lacking a little bit of mechanics. I, I do think that, he can lock onto his guys a little early. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that offense, and he's so used to athleticism being his like go-to yeah. that he, and he didn't, and, and Mullen was a shitty coach. So he had Dan Mullen as a coach and didn't really get anything there this year. You saw the development and this is why I was hoping he would come back for another year, yeah. but he obviously got the word that you're going to be a first round draft pick. So if he, first, so if he's going to go in that first round, but to me, based on his profile, landing spot is so damn important. And that's yes. why I'm upset 
that the Giants are going to extend Daniel Jones maybe because I really wanted him to go to the ball because I thought maybe he'd be able to sit there in that and like learn. Maybe they're going to do that anyway, maybe a Jordan Love type situation. But you got to go somewhere where they're going to support you and and really coach you up. And I think that's the key. So I'm out in terms of like I, I'm not going to make any judgment calls yet because I'm really I'm really high on him. But yeah. until I see what staff gets him, that's when my final like grade's going to be. Yeah, there are some some spots that I'm, I'm keeping my eye on. I know that I've actually said I think Derek Carr is going to go to the jo- the Jets. Excuse me, I think he's going to go to the Jets. Imagine for a second that they don't get one of these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They draft Anthony Richardson because he's going to be a back half of the first round quarterback, maybe a little bit higher because you know he's not going to go in the top ten. He's probably not going to go in the top fifteen. Maybe he maybe a team like Carolina reach on him. I don't know. I think that offense is built for him to succeed now with the play-action game, a really good running game. The offensive line will be healthy. They're going to have Brees Hall. They're going to have a one-two apparently with, they talked today, James Robinson, going to be a big part of the offense next year. We all know that's not true. (laughs) But, I mean, come on. They have the weapons. They have the receivers. They have a defense, in my opinion, that is also built to to succeed right now. Um, this would be more of a veteran quarterback move for the Jets, but there's just something about I think that the offensive coordinator situation aside, Matt Lafour might not be the guy. Um, I really just I like prospects and quarterbacks that have like upside and they can throw the ball down the field going to the Jets because they really are a talented, real quarterback away from being not just a good team, but a contender and a loaded AFC. So it's a fun spot for me to think about. Um, but again, like you said, the landing spot for Richardson is going to be so – I'm going to. I'm probably going to be thinking about it all offseason, anticipation I, for this. <laughs> me too, because <laughs> like if he gets first-round draft capital to a good spot, he's going to go top five in rookie drafts. Oh, Easily. for sure. Absolutely. He's going to go there. How would you feel about the Raiders? I So I am a – closet okay. i'm gonna tell all your listeners don't tell anybody <laughs> on twitter i am a closet mcdaniels fanboy i love okay. mcdaniels i actually think he's uber smart i think he pisses people off because of the things that he's done but i actually think he's very good for the quarterback position like i think he's done like look what he did with mac like mac looked very serviceable last year where they thought mm-hmm. he was going to be the guy and now we've seen that struggle a little bit and i know he had brady and all that stuff but he made tim tebow a kind of look okay like when i know i know i know (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) but when you're looking at like i'm a big mcdaniel like i i i I am i really like him but i i think that because we mocked him in our mock to him at eight the anthony richardson like i think that's an interesting play like maybe they like stidham and stidham kind of stays Stidham looked okay last week and again that's whatever and then they say hey we're gonna bring in richardson have that upside there they got the weapons around them they bring back jacobs they have adams they have waller they have renfro like that whole roster put around richardson and with the system that they're gonna implement Mm -hmm. i I think that's an interesting spot i don't love a ton of spots out there but i think that's an interesting one it is interesting my problem is that because he needs mental reps the biggest problem for him is that his his processing yeah. still isn't all the way there yet he, dude can do everything in terms of arm strength getting the ball everywhere he needs to go like you say locks on the offensive line is so awful that he won't have the time to get through what he needs to and i know that you can always draft some guys later but i i think offensive lines where they're going in round one i i'm very confident in that all of a sudden the defense is terrible but i don't hate your idea i do think that mcdaniels gets a lot of flack from myself as well at times i just don't think he's a head coach i think he's an offensive coordinator that's just me i don't think he's a head coach um but he's done multiple multiple things like you said that offense this year looks so bad in new england but it was actually like a top 10 offense last year i think if i'm not mistaken like it was actually mm-hmm. good last year in, yeah. in new england so he definitely knows and obviously you have Devonte adams which is get out of frail get a jail free card whenever you need it he can also throw it all over the yard so it's a lot of fun to think about drafting another receiver too because i mean come on we're talking about mac collins again next year no thanks i can't be doing that nonsense um but you'd also have darren waller assuming he's healthy Another guy from this draft class that's going to be kind of polarizing is Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Basically didn't play at all this year. 
coming into the 2023 or 2022 season, a lot of people had him as their top one, two receiver coming in. Obviously, lots of things have changed uh, over the course of this season, as they always do. How we're outside of the combine, because I try not to think too much about that in terms of what a player can do. What do you think Jackson Smith and Jig was going to end up doing in this draft? How where his landing spot really determined the kind of player that he is? I'm a, I, I, I still have him as my wide receiver one right now. And I know okay. people might, might hate that, but I, I do think there's questions at every single wide receiver on this, on this class coming in, like Addison long speed. I think you've got to yeah. talk about that. Um, Boutte, <laughs> he's got some issues. That going was interesting, on with him. Man. Uh, <laughs> he's got, he's got that going on. Quentin Johnston, physical specimen. Does he have the hands? that we are like, hey, he can go up and catch and do those things. Like, how does that look? So like, and, and you know, when you're looking at it, Downs, I like. I like Josh Downs from North Carolina. Love, love. Um, I think he's very, very solid. But I think JSN, when you're looking at what he can do in and out of the slot, and whether he's just going to play slot, whatever, we've seen guys like Alave and these other guys be slot guys and be legitimate fantasy you know, assets in there. I think he's going to go top 20. I think he's in there. We mocked him to 12 to Houston. I think that's an option. Like, I think maybe that could be it if he goes there. Um, pair him with one of the quarterbacks, CJ or Bryce, whoever they grab. Um, I like Jason. I think Jason's going to be – I think he's a sleeper right now. I think there's a lot of unnecessary noise about him quitting and all this bull crap. The kid was injured. Like, he got hurt, and he outproduced Garrett Wilson and Alave last year. Like, and I don't understand. Like, somebody came after me a little bit. On, on Twitter, shocking. And they were like, <laughs> they, they said something about like, you know, what kind of asset can he be if he's been, he's out and all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, Olave and Wilson are already top 15 dynasty assets. And they was on that roster. And it's, we, we think too hard. We tried too hard with this. Just helmet scout, baby. Like wide receivers <laughs> at Ohio State, they freaking produce. And they produce and they produce. McLaren, all these guys produce. And so JSN, I think is going to be a very solid. Now, will he be a wide receiver one? I don't know. I think his. I think. I think you could see a ceiling being a you know a very very solid slot wide receiver two with a very high production chain. I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, he he projects more as a better route running Amon Ross St. Brown in my mind. Um, that's kind of the player that he is. He doesn't have that blow blow by his speed. He's not like slow by any stretch, but he no. does have more like a four six build up speed. He doesn't have that acceleration. He doesn't have that. He's more of a a quick get open guy. And I love that about him because that's extremely useful in the NFL. You know, how many, how many teams don't have receivers that can get open so many. And, and right from the get go, J Jackson Smith and Jacob was going to be able to get open in the NFL. He is, he's that gifted in the short area in understanding of defensive leverage. That's yeah. it. You can, if you can understand where a guy is going to be covering you, where his responsibility is. I, I've, the more I've done this, the more I have gotten to this opinion all wide receivers, all receivers, all tight ends, all wide receivers at some point need to sit down and learn how to play the college and, and even at some point in the NFL like a, like a quarterback. You read the defense, you read leverage, you will be able to get uh, get open anywhere. It doesn't matter. You, you'll know what you're supposed to do. Watch Travis Kelsey. Okay, that's all you got to do. If you guys want to learn how to get open in the NFL, yeah, Andy Reid's a great schemer, but Travis Kelsey literally is a quarterback playing tight uh, playing tight end he is and not just because he played quarterback before but he sees the field like a quarterback does if you can see the field like a quarterback as a receiver you can get open all the time you read yeah. how the how his zone's opening up how the the, the the corner you're that's playing man on you is if he's opening up to the inside open up to the outside you know how to read all that leverage jackson smith and jigba does it right now he does it right now i'm interested to see his combine performance again if he's healthy i don't know that he's going to be a first round pick because of the season again when you don't play teams just naturally drop you down their board that's just kind of how it works and i do think he's going to be a steal in the draft in terms of like a top he'll probably still go top 50 i think i still think top uh, 50 pick is is within the realm of possibilities for him if he starts if he falls he's going to be a huge value in rookie drafts too so i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about it because that's going to be some nice value in your rookie drafts, people will say he goes to like, you know, the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders draft, granted, they have Hunter Renfro, so that kind of throws it out the window, but same kind of situation. What well, either way, Jackson's with the Jig was gonna be fun. What happens to, if he uh, goes to like Green Bay? He goes to Green Bay, plays yeah. for a year. If Aaron goes back, that's like that's literally perfect. Yeah, 
that's perfect situation right. except and they it, don't draft those kind of guys i know but like if they did like 16 yeah. 17 you're in that area like you know I, I think if he goes there like i i will say this like i'm higher on him than probably most if he doesn't go top 20 i will i will shave my legs like i feel like he's gonna okay. i think he's gonna do very well at the combine and i think with this wide receiver class with where everything's at now i do think like the top of the class and you you're one as i'm going through these mocks and doing my own for man, the edge and the defensive tackle, like the defensive line in this class is stacked. Like you just yeah. look in there, you're like, man, there's gonna be so many edges and where those quarterbacks gonna go. And then looking at the defensive line, you look at Jalen Carter, Brees, um, all those different guys that are there. Even Tyree, I think I'm a little higher on than Mathers Wilson. Like so, that might push him down a little bit. But if he can get that wide receiver two in the class, he's gonna go top twenty. Yeah, I'm I'm less I'm less leaning. He's gonna be able to. That's I think people are gonna That's look fair. at this. This, but again. It's a what have you done for me lately league. That's just kind of how it is. I wanted to give you guys a little dip of the draft talk because we are going to get more into draft talk as the season goes along. But right now, right after the season, your championships are over, we want to talk about dynasty. There's going to be some people. There's going to be some movers and some shakers this offseason. We talked about Derek Carr's possibility. I think he's going to go to the Jets. What about you? Where do you think he's going to go? I think the I think the Jets are going to be in a bidding war for Jimmy and Carr, and that's yeah. so gross. But I think that's what it is. Like I think that's those guys are going to go after them because they think they can be kind of that guy that steps in that Dilfer role, just kind of lead them there. Um, I think I think the Jets make a lot of sense for him. Like that's really where I, I would have. I'm trying to think. Of, you think the Saints might take a shot at one of these guys? Like they feel like they're that quarterback away. <sighs> I the Saints are are so in over their heads. They have they screwed themselves so bad because they're at fifty million dollars over the cap. I think yeah. next year already. They don't they don't have it. They can't. They can't actually afford to do anything. They are they're screwed. I know they're going to be starting Andy Dalton or rookie like a third round rookie because they're been, so. I've been seeing Hidden Hooker mocked to them a lot okay. like the third round and I, i'm like i get that just based on where you're at but like i feel like if car could maybe get there like yeah. and they feel that that's an interesting spot for him but i just don't know if they have the assets to do it i don't know what they have to do there's i've i've heard a couple of people talk about what they have to do to even get level i yeah. i don't it's I like don't trying know. to teach my wife how to budget around christmas it just doesn't work like <laughs> doesn't you just work. you just have to wing it and he just figured out in january that's what we're doing <laughs> right now what about Josh Jacobs? Do you think he's, uh, he stays in uh, Las Vegas? They said they want him back. Uh, you know, I, I think if they, I think he will if the if if they come to an agreement like kind of a friendly deal, like a team friendly mm-hmm. and like good for him, maybe like a front loaded two year deal or something like that, like something like kind of smart there. Um, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I think they might franchise him too. So like I would, I would okay. kind of lean seventy five to eighty percent. He's back. Cause I do think that they're closer than they think they are with Adams and these guys. Um, and then he might not get the money that he's expecting on the open market either. Like, I don't, I think the running back landscape in general, I don't know if teams are going to give the running back money like they, that they have in the past. So maybe he comes back and decides he wants to stay in Las Vegas and he's going to stay there. I wonder what the running back class or what, what the running back free agency does. If it's kind of similar to the safeties, if you look over the last few years yeah. at safety teams are like, all right, we'll wait it out. We know we can get a safety to, relatively fit what we want to do we'll just wait it out i would very much be interested to see if teams are just doing the same with running backs like i understand that you tony pollard want 12 to 15 million dollars a season i'm not going to pay you that so we're just going to wait and see what happens um that'd be very it'd be interesting but i do think that the more the season's gone along and as good as jacob has played this year i don't think that oakland or excuse me (laughs) there it is las vegas is going to be able to move on I, i don't think that they have relative ability to unless they think that Josh McDaniels is so talented and gifted that they can just draft the running back and replace him. You know, they already yeah. drafted a running back last year. Maybe they do it again this year. I don't know. I want to see Geno Smith start for the Seahawks next year. Again, I do. What about you? Tell me. Yeah, I think he should go back. I think that's kind of the that's that's where he should be fitting. Um and, and when they figure out like how to how to, I, I don't see them being able to make any other moves, right? Like, I think that's kind of yeah, where he's going to sure. have to go. I think he did fine. If they do get a quarterback and they have something like a bridge guy, like that's pretty much Gino's role. I think Gino did enough to start next year. Yeah, he did. But they also have a top pick because they have Denver's first. Yeah. So there becomes a little bit of a, a situation there. But I'm, I, if you, I think, oh, I think Gino just kind of did this. He had played. Really so well. And I'm telling you, he was playing as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL for the half first half of the season. He was. And then yeah. 
a wall came through, you know, his first season starting at this level, this caliber. The team kind of broke down around him. The offensive line broke down. The defense stopped playing well. And they all just kind of hit this wall. I'm curious if that's going to happen again next year with this offseason that he's growing confident. You know, he's going to be the guy. He's not, you know, you know, a war with Drew Locke. This he's right there. War. You know, well, no one bought that. No one thought Drew Locke was going to start. I guarantee you Gino didn't thought, didn't even think that he was going to start. But I would love to see Gino. That's this would be one of the more incredible storylines to watch if Geno Smith is the starting quarterback next year in Seattle because of what he went through early in his career to now. I would I'm rooting for it also because I love Geno Smith. I thought he was playing really, really well, and I think he deserves it. Odell Beckham Jr. I don't have a lean on this dynasty wise because what he's still 20, is he 30 now? He's 30 now. Um coming off the ACL in the Super Bowl rumor has it because Jerry Jones said it that he's not really ready to play and we assume obviously at this point he's going to wait until free agency next year and just kind of do what he did already where I want to I want to know what you think where do you think Odell is going to be I don't think it really matters to be honest (laughs) like as I was trying to think about this question and going through it like I think that he's I don't know. I, I think that he's going to try to go find a role. I think he wants to go back to the Giants. I think that that was a real thing. Like, I oh, do man. think that he kind of wants to go back home. Please. And 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 go, I think he really does. Like, when you're looking at, like, all his actions and everything there, like, I really do. I just don't – you think that knee is okay? Like, I just think that – I don't know if teams are going to, like, side off. I don't off, know. You know? Like, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like, if I had to pick a spot, I think he does want to go back to the Giants and finish maybe his career there. And maybe he'll take a, you know, friendly deal. They need a wide receiver. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to go get some guys, but like when they're looking at it, maybe they could take a shot on Odell um, next year. I would love it. I, I would love for him to go back because I think him and Wondell Robinson with Daniel Bellinger, not a bad. Honestly, even bad. with Isaiah Hodgins or Richie James, they both played really well. I personally love Darius Slayton, and I love. I'm I'm not even a closet Daniel Jones fan. I love Daniel Jones. I love <laughs> Daniel Jones. He is not a, a top ten quarterback in the NFL. But I love the way he plays right now. Yeah. Like, right, he, the ceiling plays that he made before Brian Dibble got there. It was all – I loved watching it because I'm like, this guy has – you know, he has a ceiling. He just turns the ball over too damn much. And now Brian yeah. Dibble gets there. He's like, guess what? Stop turning the damn ball over. And he stopped doing it. He stopped doing it. He's got yeah. an adult in the room. And they've him and Mike Kafka have done a great job with that offense. I, I would love to see him there. The last guy we're going to talk about, because this is an interesting one for me as a Chiefs fan, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be in Kansas City next year. But let's let's assume that he prices himself out because we've saw we've seen Christian Kirk, seventeen million dollars a year, kind of reset what a good receiver in the NFL gets. Juju has looked good this year outside of his head injuries. I don't know what's going on, by the way. Guys are just hitting him in the head on purpose now. Like, I don't get it. He's just got some kind of bounty out on him or something. It's really weird. Juju Smith-Schuster, do you think he stays in Kansas City? Or do you think he's going to price himself out and maybe hit the free agent market and try to test it out? I think he's going to stay. I think he likes it, Kansas City. You would know better than I do. But I just would like – I do think that he likes – for me, if I'm a wide receiver, I'm going to play with Mahomes. <laughs> Like, it's pretty simple. Like, unless he really wants the money. But look, he's taken free team-friendly deals with the, yeah, with the Steelers absolutely. last year. This year, I felt like he probably took a pretty good deal for himself trying to go out there and do that. Um, I know all the – he's doing all kinds of great stuff for the community out there. I saw him do a bunch of stuff for, like, yeah. New Balance Shoes for families. And, like, mm-hmm. he really – I know – because I'm a big Juju guy. I like Juju a lot. Like, yeah. I, just, I root for him because he's a good person. So I know all that kind of stuff. Like, I think they're going to extend him. And I think he's going to give him kind of a team-friendly deal to where he kind of comes in there and like, and they, they kind of need him. I, I feel like that, that wide receiver core, there's a lot of question marks in that core that, that, that's there. And depending on what you think of sky, like I, I, I think sky just not getting that run and whatever that you see there. And, and Kelsey's getting a little, a little older. Um, but when you're looking at Juju, like, you know, he's, he's been fine. Mm-hmm. I think he could, you know, maybe get to a thousand yards. We'll see. Um, but I think he's coming back. I don't see a better fit for him personally, unless the chiefs don't want him. No, and I think they do because if you look at what Juju Smith-Schuster does, he does the Travis Kelsey role as well. Like he is yeah. a find that spot in the zone, get open when it's there. But again, 
teams are playing more man coverage against them. That's why they went and got Kadarius Tony. That's why they have Sky Moore, in my opinion. I, I do think a wide receiver core next year with Juju, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore, because I, I do believe in Sky Moore, is a very good one, two, three starting with Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think those are really nice weapons. You have a lot of uh, complementary pieces, the two guys that can really find spots and zones. And I think that Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony can both break off guys in man. Uh, and honestly, Juju Schuster this year, in terms of yak, has been way almost as good as he was in his beginning years in Pittsburgh. He's been understanding like angles and breaking guys off. It's really, it's a, it's a weird phenomenon. Maybe it's just Andy Reid scheming up him a little bit better than Matt Canada could do in Pittsburgh, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Juju Schuster. I also think he's going to stay. Uh, we'll see what happens there. There's some wide receivers in Kansas City that could just kind of get out. I think MBS is gone personally. Um, yeah. That was an overpay, and he does not fit in what they want to do. Um, Nicole Hardman likely will be gone. Yeah, so uh, I think Juju's going to be able to find his boy in Kansas City. Definitely fits in. They love him, and I really have turned a corner on the the person and player I think he is. I didn't necessarily like him a ton in Pittsburgh, but honestly, ever since he, you know, he got hurt and people just started ragging on him, I'm like, why are you guys ragging on this guy? Like, I, the TikTok stuff, whatever. Okay. Everybody does that. Whatever. Like, all these kids. These kids yeah. are kids now. <laughs> exactly. I just, I'm 30. So, I mean, I just, <laughs> they're all kids now. But yeah, uh, thank you so much, man, for coming on and talking Dynasty, a little bit of draft, because, you know, we're going to be doing this all offseason. We'll be talking to each other's ears off about the draft. Let everybody know what you're working on right now, where obviously where they can find you and everything else that you can that you do that is so vital to the fantasy and dynasty community. Yeah, you can find my uh, my most of my written work and everything there at, at Football Guys, uh, and you can you can look at the Debbie Royale. We do a lot of you know college football stuff. We have our Patreon where we do Debbie rankings and all that, and then we have our YouTube channel, the Debbie Royale. Mm -hmm. So if you like player breakdowns and college football breakdowns, and Christian does a lot of rookie draft breakdowns we do mock drafts on there go look at the youtube channel we're trying to get the 2000 subs we've been pushing that for the last couple months and we've appreciate all the support there so if you go to the channel is all we get a video five videos a week basically of just different types of content for you guys for fantasy awesome awesome man don't forget to check out the fantasy football astronauts discord everybody there's gonna be tons of film dropping in there too for myself and jetpack uh but for everyone here right now this is myself daniel harms you can find me on twitter at in harms way 19 kevin coleman at the boys underscore 22 on twitter thank you all for joining us today this is the fantasy football astronauts podcast and we are blasting off again we'll see you guys next time